This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, everybody panic. Let's get ready for Insert Your December Holiday Here. Plus, Biz agrees with a new mom, it does suck. Teresa proves to be more entertaining than a Disney movie, and we talked to Jenny Williams about her book, What My Daughter Wore. Woo! It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. How are you? Uh, <laughs> That's it. It's about as Christmas as done. I feel. And we're done. We're done. Um, I'm really excited today, actually. All right. Okay. Tell, tell I, us why. Yeah. I woke up at 5.30 for some stupid reason, <laughs> but I woke up to a text message mm-hmm. from one of my very dearest friends from who I've known since I was little Yes. Um, saying last night, which I didn't hear it last night, but telling me last night that her water broke. Woohoo! Um, she's in labor today with her first baby. Woo! And she's a listener. She's a one bad mother listener. And I love her. And I, I've been so excited about her baby. I, like, can't even deal. Of course, I could not go back to sleep at 530 this no. morning when I, like, heard that. Um, so by the time this show comes out, her baby will be here, which is amazing. <laughs> Congratulations. I know. But like today, like, right. you know, it's a really hard day. Yeah. Like, what, regardless, it's going to be a really hard day. But like, she's, she's going to do such a good job. Yeah, and she I'm is. just like thinking of her and it's very exciting. You know, you know why it's an exciting text message is mm-hmm. because it's not a message being sent from you. Uh-huh. Saying you're going into labor right now. That's so true. <laughs> that is so true. No, it is exciting. It's so funny. We talk about this stuff, and you're in it all the time. Uh, you know, it's not it's not a huggy, squeezy, feel good show always about parenting. But then your friend is like pregnant. Yeah. Like, I was surrounded mm-hmm. by pregnant people and new babies this weekend. Oh, really? And uh, I, there was one friend who was like, she's like eight and a half months pregnant, nine mm-hmm. months pregnant, and she sitting in my kitchen and I just looked at her after a while and I was just like just fucking sucks doesn't it you just look, <laughs> you just look fucking miserable is what I said because she did she's like she looked technically she looked super cute yeah but you could just see the like uh, yeah. like the fatigue yeah. like in her eyes mm-hmm. sitting on the stool and I was yep. just like this is the worst I know part have some, you know, cheese straws, like yeah. whatever, you know, like eat up. Yeah. And then uh another friend showed up who had a four month baby. And they wa- she walks in, and the baby's asleep in the, like, you know, the carrier or whatever, mm-hmm. like, in the seat. Uh, and they put it down. And I say, how are you? Mm-hmm. And she just looks at me, and she says, this is really hard. I don't even think she's listened oh. to the show yet. Oh. She was like, this is really hard. And I just uh, looked at her yeah. in all seriousness, and I said, it is. Mm-hmm. It was like all our training yeah. for the last two years on the show. Yeah. Came in at the right time, yeah. and none of my old fallbacks. Um, it's all right. You're gonna be okay. I didn't. I just said it. It does. Yeah. It is. Yeah. You're totally. gonna. You're doing okay. Yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah. I said, tell me about it. And I let her list all the stuff that has come out of all of our mouths that we all mm-hmm. hear a million times, mm-hmm. and the response is supposed to be. Yeah, you know, like, oh, you'll get over it or whatever. Mm. I just said, oh, oh it's going to go by so fast. It's going to go by so fast. She was like, I think I'm losing my mind. And mm. I was like, you might be. Yeah. You you might be losing your mind. You're not sleeping. You're not yeah. eating normally. Like, of course yeah. you're losing your mind. Yeah. You can't go anywhere. We were like conspiratory. She was like, the baby needs me all the time. And I'm like, I know it does. Isn't it maddening? Isn't it crazy? You know, like, and it just was... And at the same time, I was like, I'll hold your baby. Yeah. Hi, baby. Yeah. This is my sweet baby. Yeah. Look at the sweet baby. Uh, it's just, it is like a mixed bag. It really is a mixed bag. You know, like it's thrilling when it's somebody's amazing. about to have the baby. Yeah. And well, and then little babies are amazing. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're amazing. amazing. There's nothing like that. And yeah. it is so fleeting. Yeah. But that doesn't change the fact that it's fucking hard. Yeah, I know. So I just... Especially, I feel like the first... Well, I guess it depends. But I think, like, especially the first one, it's so transformational. It is. To go from just being, like, you, you can just do whatever, (laughs) to being, like... Being a whole person. mother. (laughs) Right? Yeah. She said... One of the things she said was, it never stops. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I know. It doesn't. Mm -mm. I'm... 
But like, uh, so basically, I guess this is our way of giving a special shout out to all the brand new moms yep. out there. Good job, guys. You guys are doing so great. Doing yep. Yeah, you're doing it. <laughs> As always, you're waking up and you're doing it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you haven't left yet. So that's a day to celebrate. You're doing good. Um you know what? You know when it's a great time? I actually, because you and I both had babies mm-hmm. around this time last yep. year. Yep. Uh, as a matter of fact, our last holiday show we did last year was me and Stefan, mm-hmm. and it was pre recorded because mm-hmm. you were at home with a baby. And yep. by the time the show came out, I'd had a baby. Crazy. Uh, and I, I think the point is that the holidays is a really relaxing time. To have a baby. It's a great time to have a newborn. Uh, you know what, actually, I'm sorry. I, before we segue in, I am going to say, people would say that to me all the time. Yeah. A Christmas a baby. A Christmas baby. What? I was like, no, this is horrible. I can't go anywhere. No. I can't shop. And the I can't... germs, the family traveling right. and bringing the diseases and... into my home. And... I know. And you're like, bye. Yeah. You're, trust me, you're not going to get anything that you want. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, that's going to lead us into our discussion today, which is, it's the holidays, the most wonderful time of the year. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. The holidays. Yeah. The most wonderful time of the year. Mm -hmm. True, false. Um, is it like children? Is that a trick question? Yeah, it is a little. I, I guess it it's. I guess it's a little like. Yeah. Parenting, right? Like there are elements that I love a tree. Sure. I like some decorations. Mm-hmm. I, I like, like gift giving. I like the. I like the idea mm-hmm. of holidays. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the smell of mm, like Christmas trees yeah. and things baking. Yes. And... Uh, but at times, it's incredibly stressful. It really is. You know, I let's say for the you know December holidays, it's it's a, there are a lot of holidays happening, right? Um, uh, our generic for generic purposes, we're just sticking with Christmas. But I mean, we got all kind of holidays: Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Sometimes people just get together, right? <laughs> right, because people are out of school and all yeah. these things are happening. Uh, regardless. December, even if you don't celebrate anything, I think just the pressure from, like, the radio and the stores and the news and the TV mm-hmm. shows is enough to make your head explode Right during fe- this month. Yeah, you feel, like, you feel that energy. Yeah. It's building. Yes. And it's, like, sur- it's like a buzz yeah. going around. Ooh. Yeah. It's the worst. Yeah. Uh, or the best. Or it's the also best. kind of exciting. Yes. Like I like okay. I I have always loved Christmas. I yes. love Christmas. I just have always loved it. Right. Um so it's kind of funny now because <laughs> I look forward to it yeah. like um in spite of myself. Right. Because like in my bones I grew up loving Christmas. So I'm excited. But then when you come down to it yeah. and you figure out what's actually being asked of me around this time <laughs> It's like really hard, and yeah. then oh my god, it's over, and that's it. This is another you know what one. I'm no, it's and, like, and this falls in to other categories, or other categories fall into this that mm-hmm. we've talked about, which is the worrier that we just talked about last yep. week, where it's like, who is making the list of all the people we have to buy presents for, right. and then who's going to execute this yeah. list? Are we doing things for neighbors? Are we not doing things for neighbors? Right. What about the babysitter? What right. about the teacher? The right. banker? Right. Who's doing Christmas cards or yep. Hanukkah cards or holiday cards or what? And should they be holiday cards? I don't want to offend everybody by right. saying Merry Christmas, and I don't even know if you like Christmas. Yeah, you know, like it just becomes is Happy Holidays a bullshit thing to say. <laughs> do I say it or do I not say it? Why don't you have your tree up? I have been asked fifteen times why I don't have my tree up yet, and I was like, I don't know. Does yeah. it matter? Yeah, I'm gonna get a tree. Yeah. I'm gonna go take a live living tree, yeah. drag it into my house for ornamental purposes. Let it die. And let it die. And then drag it back out. And drag it back out. Die. Merry fucking Christmas. Uh, we got a tree over the weekend, and it's, it's already, already been pushed over all the way over one time by Simon. Okay, just all the way over. Yeah. No. Okay. Let's just okay. Be clear. That's great. Okay. This is good. Let's just get into it. Okay. Let's just get into it. Let's just say that we both love the holidays. Yep. Okay, and everything that the holidays represent and mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's been said. 
Now, what makes you crazy about the holidays? One, because this will be our first year with the tree with Ellis, who right. is a toucher. Oh, it's, gonna, it's you're going down. Doomed. It's you are doomed. doomed. It's actually kind of insane that you're planning to get a tree. Uh, I know. At all. And we're going to do it. You're still going to do it. We're still going to do it's it. It's going to make your life so, so horrible for I the know. next month. And everybody's like, people are either like, people, people are either like, where's your tree? Right. Or, because that's how everybody in my life talks, where's your tree? Um, people are either they're going to be like, where's your tree? And then the moment you answer them, like, oh, we're getting it, you know, on this day or whatever. Yeah. They're like, your son's going to ruin it. And I'm like, do you just delight yeah. in saying that to I me? Uh, and the answer, because I know he's yeah. going to just take it down. Yeah. Take it down. I saw somebody, somebody linked to an article, a very nice, very lovely article about this family with one two-and-a-half-year-old girl who um, decided <laughs> instead of having a regular Christmas tree that she would, like, destroy, that they would get a tree where all the things that were hung on the tree to decorate were, like, little gifts for her. Mm, so that they adorable. were... In, this, it was adorable. So they were, in fact, inviting her to interact with the tree and take oh. things off one per day. Interesting. Which... I, at How'd first, I'm looking at the picture. I know. I'm looking at the picture. I'm like, this is lovely. Yeah, it's lovely. And I'm, I just don't understand how that fucking works. I, I do not. I can't even begin to get into the mindset of how that would play out in a way. That, I mean, I just don't. Right in your house. That would never happen. Ever. Ever. Your tree's already gone over. It's already capsized. Your tree's already capsized. Down Water dogs, everywhere. Dogs screaming. Pine needles. Yeah. Pine needles. You're going to be fine. And does everything just broken and trashed. Yeah. All right. So trees. So I think we've... Tri- check. Trees. Check. That's a thing. That's a thing. Uh, what about... Okay. Family. Yeah. Do you like family coming to you uh-huh. or do you like going to family? There are pros and cons of both, I think. I Yeah, there's pros and cons. I don't know. I think, um, honestly, it probably depends who it is, mm-hmm. like wh- which family members we're talking about. <laughs> um, but it also, I mean, I like going to family. Yeah. I think I also like having people over. But, and, you know, I hate to admit this, but I have two little dogs yeah. and they just go true. totally apeshit whenever we have people over. Over. And not that we don't still have people over, right? But it does raise my stress level, yeah. and so like I think right now with everything going on, it's just so much easier. Like and cleaning everything right. twelve times, and yeah. I think right now I probably at this moment in my life <laughs> prefer to go oh it's somewhere else. Yeah. What about well, you? Well, I'm like torn because yeah. uh, I like when people come over. I can be like. I can if I don't want to deal with anyone, uh-huh. I can just engage right. the kitchen. Right, I, go, go enjoy yourself. Go enjoy. Have yeah. someone go sit, like whatever. Yeah. And I can like disengage and have right. some like time away, and I can control it. That's right. Uh, simultaneously, I you know I hate getting to places like I hate putting the kids in yeah. the car. Oh shit, you get But there's something nice about just then leaving. Totally. You can yeah. leave whenever you're you ready. You can leave yeah. and it's like done. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's kind of a toss-up. It is. It's yeah. a toss-up. Yeah. You know, like both both have their benefits, but both I wind up leaving with a taste, a bad taste in my mouth no matter sure. what. Sure. I, I can't. It's really hard. It's really hard. Yeah. And I'm trying to think, before I had kids, did I ever find this, like, super enjoyable? Like these I sort feel of, like, like I did more. Maybe? I feel like yeah. I did more. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's not true. Maybe I'm just deluded. But I feel like <laughs> I did is. more. Um, all right. Uh, okay. Another super stressful thing, mm-hmm. and we already kind of touched on it a little bit, is all the, like, one of the things that makes me crazy is the gift stuff. Yeah. Like, A, right. and I don't mean, like, kids, we've kind of already talked about with birthdays. You know, like, we're yeah. trying limiting this year mm-hmm. because it's like a house full of garbage. Yeah, and, so like, much stuff. So much stuff. Yeah. But then... It's suddenly the middle of December, mm-hmm. as it is right now. And now that she's in school, like Katie Bell's in mm-hmm. school, and like we're oh, like yeah. engaging so much more with people. Right. Like, and last year, one of the neighbors gave her like a toy. Oh. I'm like, yeah. oh, shit. And now they've got like a one year old. So I had to turn around mean, and give that kid yeah. a toy. And like, and it you don't, don't have to. I know. But okay, I get what you're saying. There you're like, is, you're established. We're new in the neighborhood. Right. We're establishing it's our nice. neighborhood stuff. Yeah. And I do like to right. give people it's things. It's nice. Yeah. I, it, it goes back to the holiday thing of I enjoy the holidays. Yeah. 
all the stuff that comes with it stressing me out. I would love to bake things. I would love to get everybody a little gift or make a little something for them in the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. But then it's five days later. But I mean, like, yeah. when do I do it? Like, it just mm-hmm. becomes like this huge stress thing. Yeah. And and then again, it's and, like the day before Christmas and you're like yeah. trying to Amazon Prime that shit. Exactly. <laughs> and I think it's in the same goes with like, um, cards and yeah. um, little thing, things that you would make for for people right. or whatever. Like whatever it is that you're planning to do, it always ends up like it always kind of spirals out of beyond yeah. what you sort of envisioned it to be. Like right. I kind of do the same thing every year where I'm like, because I actually I really like making a Christmas card, like doing yeah. like a photo Christmas card of like one of the kids, like the, the kids or the family or right. whatever. And sending it to loved ones because we don't see everybody right. every year. And it's like you do it once and it's a picture that maybe you haven't plastered all over Facebook yet. And right. it's like nice. It's like, I, I mean, I like that tradition. Yeah. And every year I'm like, I can just do this. What is it? Like 50 cards? Yeah. Like, even if it's 100, like if I can get, if I can get the list like in order and like print out labels or right. whatever. It's like just it's still, it on there. Yeah. It's still like nice. And somehow it always yeah. ends up somehow becoming this massive time suck. Yes. And then you're thinking, and, and I think it's the same with, um, you know, like something for a neighbor's right. child or like a, you know, a local friend yeah. who has a little kid. And you, you have these, like, I, I do, I have these, like, grand visions of, like, this is not, like, any one of these yeah. is totally manageable. But then I've got, like, 10 or 12, mm-hmm. and sometimes it grows, and I'm like, well, maybe I'll make one thing for everyone or right. get one of one thing for everyone. But then just even, like, getting stuff to people ends up being a thing. Like, you think, well, they live right nearby. We see them all the time. Yeah. But actually, you only have, like, a three or four days yep. maybe where you could actually get things to people and are you going <laughs> to spend your whole day like a delivery person driving right. around like it just always ends up when you all like add all the stuff together yeah I literally end up doing 10% of the stuff I yeah, envisioned 10%. doing well and then and then this voice comes in I should have started in October right and like Every next year, year is that. the yeah. year I'm gonna do it in October yeah. why can't I make all my Christmas yeah. cards in July right and they're just standing and, they're ready. and sitting there. Because that is so fun. That is <laughs> that is fun. Making a Christmas card in July. So Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. I can tell that you. Is but, fun. But there are people out there who are great at this. Yeah. They are really great at this. Yeah. But I don't believe them if they tell me it doesn't stress them out. So okay. I don't believe right. you, yeah. listeners. All right. Some people derive great pleasure from stress, like myself. True. Like myself. And you I can, do. Yeah, sure. And you can also... Not enjoy the stress, but still really want to do the thing. And there's still value in doing all of that stuff, even if it stresses you out. Even if it, because in the end, maybe it makes you feel really good. Right. Well, then I get crazy with the like, well, if I get them a gift card, that seems totally impersonal. Right. Despite how much everybody just wants a fucking gift card. People love gift cards. I I love gift cards. Let's do gift cards forever. I know. I'm like, everybody likes Starbucks. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's great to not? have a Starbucks gift card Who'd, sitting in your wallet. Exactly. I think, but I'm like, I'm like, oh, it's really not personal enough. No, I should instead get them this giant jug of M&Ms that says you're a rainbow tree, like whatever. And then you're like, well, here's some diabetes in a jar. Right. You know, like, yeah. um, well, Starbucks is sort of diabetes in a jar. Yeah, but without it being so visual. Okay. Um, plus, you could just they can just regift that Starbucks card true. if they want. So true. Oh yeah. Don't 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 put a name on the card. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. I think some of the real things. These mm-hmm. are these are all sort of these are all things we can say yay or nay to. Mm-hmm. Tree decorations, travel. Like oh, yeah, I think a lot of these are like kind of up in the air for debate in terms of do we have to do them? The mm-hmm. cards and all that. Let's get real about the things that are completely unavoidable. Okay. And that is, no matter. I, 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 you and I are talking about this a little bit beforehand. Under normal daily circumstances, when somebody speaks to you about your child, mm-hmm. uh, you usually are kind of like, all right, whatever. You know, mm-hmm. like, is he walking yet? No, no, he's, you know, he's crawling. Mm-hmm. No, not yet. Mm-hmm. Um, 
hey, you know, where'd you get that bruise? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he fell. You know, like, things like that. I love, just for the listeners. I just pointed right at pointing right at me because she's obviously talking about one of my two children who pretty much always always have a bruise right on the front of their their head. We keep Katie Bell's (laughs) on the knees, the knee area for Katie Bell. That's good. Her her legs just look (laughs) like somebody has picked her up and swung her around. Um, (laughs) You know, but like again, you're just kind of like I'm only de- I'm only right. talking to you once, right? Today, right? Max, right? It rolls off, but then you get into the holidays, mm-hmm. and a lot of times everyone's you're just, there. Everyone, everyone's drinking. You're getting asked these things. People Sometimes, are trying to make conversations, they're so they're trying. asking things they wouldn't normally ask or saying things they wouldn't normally say because they're like. Just trying to chat. We're just trying because we're all stuck in this room yep. together waiting Gotta for the talk food about to stuff. come out. Yep. Right? So we're going to start asking you yeah. questions. Yeah. And you're stressed out. Yeah. As the parent, you're already stressed out because your kids yeah. are probably running around pulling the tree over. Right. Or Because wherever you're going, yeah. it's probably a house totally designed totally. not for your children yeah. to be in. Totally. Filled with breakables yeah. and things to touch. Yep. Or presents that they want to open. It's just like a torture room. Somebody is also, by the way, as they're saying these things to you, they're talking to you as though you're not following your child around right. constantly trying to take <gasps> care of your child. It's like they're oblivious to the fact yes, that you're trying to keep that your you're eye. trying to take care of your kids. Because no one else is watching no, your kid. Nobody's watching your kids. Everybody's like, bring your kids. We all yeah. can't wait to see your kids. Yeah. But no one's actually taking Mm-mm. care of your children. No. Who are trying to destroy something at this moment. Yeah. Or in general, just not be assholes. Like mm-hmm. you're just trying to like stop your kids from being jerks mm-hmm. all over the place. Mm-hmm. So yes, so they start they start doing this. And I, under the best of circumstances, like with the best mental state possible, after being asked three or four times the same mm-hmm. question, it is impossible to not be like, if you ask me when my kids walk in mm-hmm. one more time, or to think it's because I'm carrying them. All the time. That's why he's never going to walk. Yeah. Like you feel like suddenly the judging. Yeah. It's something it's, I'm doing. You feel yeah. like you're being judged. You yep. feel like they're saying something negative to you. Right. Even if they're not. And most of the time they're not. Most right. of the time these people have been so far removed from children, yeah. you know, because the kids are grown up or yeah. like whatever, or they never had kids or they've got kids and they're genuinely just trying to, usually yeah. they really are just trying to just talk trying to, to you. Talk. Yeah. It's just replace weather and politics yeah. with your children. Yeah. Uh, or they tell stories about themselves or their yeah. own children, which somehow feels like it implies that you're doing it differently or wrong. Totally, totally. And they don't, they don't, yeah, it's, but you're exactly right that like nobody cares if your kid is walking. Yeah. So they, so they don't think it's a big deal to ask. Right. About your kid. And it's not a big deal if they're walking no, or not. Right. But, it's not, but you could have that feeling like this is the only time I've seen Uncle so and so. And like this is the thing that he's talking to me about. He's probably wondering why. My kid's not walking. Whatever. Well, and then there's like, like again, under normal circumstances, helpful advice or like yeah. just general talking about children and yeah. what children are like seems normal and okay. Mm-hmm. But in the situation, begins yeah. to make me lose my mind. Totally. You know, like people are like, oh, he'll probably, you know, I'm, I'm just using this one random yeah. example. Yeah. He's going to start walking any minute. Right. He's going to start walking yeah. next week. Mm-hmm. Next week that kid's going to be walking. Yeah. Watch out. Yeah. He's going to be fast. Going to have to lock up all the cabinets. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, what do you say to that? I just like this. Yeah, I'm probably right. Yeah, probably You're probably, so. well, yeah. first I actually go into my natural reaction of trying to engage and discuss. Right. And then... When that has like become old and worn down because mm-hmm. they keep saying the same things, I start. To, I can go into defensive mode. He's right. gonna walk when he walks. Yeah, you he know, doesn't need to walk. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Totally early right now. <laughs> yeah. He's such a good crawler. He doesn't need to go anywhere. Yeah. Why should he walk? Yeah. You know, he won't be crawling on his wedding. Yeah. You I know? know, I really think it's like the overstimulation it is. of like everyone being there and like the pressure and then. Then that's happening. Do yeah, you know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. No, I like, agree. It's totally not even what people are saying. It's just no. the feeling that you're you're like under attack in that moment <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> well, you're on. I think your defenses are like up because you are in like I'm in a strange place or even in your own house. Yeah. And you are trying to like watch your kids. Yeah. Right. So you are a little bit in like yeah. mode. Yeah. And then like people are coming at you while you're trying to stay focused on this thing. Yeah, I think so. It makes you nuts. Yeah. All right, so how do we, what do we do? So here's our, this is some helpful one bad mother advice. Everyone should just already have, know this, but I think mm-hmm. this works even if you don't have kids. Okay, this mm-hmm. is the first one. What is it? Go to the bathroom. Oh, yeah. Go to the bathroom. How many times have we talked about this? Yeah. I, excuse me, 
I just need to go to the restroom. Yeah. Or if you have a baby, if you're lucky enough yeah. to have a baby, yeah. you can say, my baby just needs like a quiet space, space. for a few minutes. Yeah. Would it be okay if I used your bedroom? Yeah. Or, and the host is totally going to be like, of course, go, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> right. You shut that door. Yeah. And you just sit with your baby sit quietly. Sit with your baby for a little bit. Yeah. So go to the bathroom by yourself. Yeah. Right. Make sure you have your cell phone on you. Um, uh, or your Kindle. Or your Kindle. Whatever is easier to carry. <laughs> just don't ever put your bag down. They won't be awkward. No. Um, baby. Bring like a utility belt. Yeah. Like, <laughs> utility belt. You could have like a tiny bottle of wine. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. They sell those little tiny ones. Uh, you could stash a small like bag, emergency bag in the bathroom when you first get there. That's genius. Thank you. All right. So then uh, if you're breastfeeding mm-hmm. or bottle feeding, yeah. whatever. My baby really needs quiet, quiet while I'm breastfeeding and bottle feeding. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just, yeah. it's for the baby. Yeah. The baby. Yeah. Again, leave. You know what? It can sometimes take 45 minutes sure. for that kid to be fed. Sure. Okay? So just remember yeah. that. And you're doing a diaper probably. There's diapers. And there's things happening. Yeah. The baby just needs a break from all the stimulation. Yeah, you got to just, exactly. Um, oh, with older kids, mm-hmm. with older kids, if you just need to like get out of there, hey, with your partner, you should go ahead and make some like plans. Yeah. Escape oh, yeah, plans. I was going to say that. Make like, the escape yeah. plans that like, look, yeah. you know, we got to check in. Yeah. And if one of us is really not having fun, we got to agree we're going to go or somebody will take you home. Also, (laughs) yeah, somebody will take you home. I also think like it's it's been helpful recently for us to just say like you're you're with this kid. Oh, yeah. Kid like before you get to a place like, yeah. That's just the deal. Like, yeah, it doesn't you, mean you have to be with, depending on the age of the kids, it's not like you have to be, right. like, holding them or with them the entire time. But you're, but responsible. you're responsible for them. So you know what they're doing. Because even with <laughs> one kid, you do need to say, I'm not going to, if you turn around and realize yeah. you don't have a kid with you and it's been a while, right. you need to come find me. Exactly. And yeah. trade off. So the yeah. trading off is really key. Mm-hmm. And checking in, have you had some time yeah. to actually talk to people yeah. or have a glass of wine or yeah. whatever? Um, Bringing a, food to a partner who's t- caring for yeah. a baby is so major. Yes. Bringing food and give, making sure that that partner, I know that's like... Seems like a duh thing, but, but I feel so like that easy. is like such a thing, especially with like new parents at the beginning. Like a lot of partners just don't realize, oh, I have to like help my partner well, get. Sometimes the partner's just yeah. stuck on the couch right. holding the baby. And somebody's talking to them. Yeah, and, and they can't yeah. get up. Yeah. Or, or the baby, heaven forbid, has fallen asleep. Right. Or heaven yeah. forbid, the baby's just not freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. And so you don't want to mess it up. Go on and get some cheese puffs. Right. Um, I also, that's that's actually really good. I also think, um, uh, yeah, go ahead and get it out of your mind. Guilt issues if one of you takes the kids home early. Oh, yeah. If somebody else can bring your partner home, people aren't going to think weird about that. You know what I mean? So do that. Yeah. Um, Well, they might think weird. They're weird, but but who cares? Yeah, Yeah, but fuck them. I have left, you know, holiday gatherings all the time with the kids early. Uh, With older kids, you can say, and your excuse can be, he's about to lose it. Yeah. He's about to get overtired. I am the signals. Yep. It's I know happening. he looks like he's having an amazing time, <laughs> but I promise you, he's going to lose it. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? And if you're the host yeah. and, you know, of a party or whatever, and it's been a million years and you just, you know, remember if you're having people over to your house with kids, yeah. just remember that your guests don't want to have their kids destroy your house. They are going to be really trying to watch. They are going to, you know, so just yeah. try and make it. I, I had uh, uh, when we had a party this weekend and people were over there with the babies and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I was just like, my room's available. Mm-hmm. Go anytime you want. Just do it right when they walk in. Oh, that's nice. This is a great room you can go to whenever yeah. you just need quiet time with the yeah, baby or really if you nice. need to feed. Yeah. You know, this is where the, let me show you where the bathroom is. Yeah. Let me show you, this is where all the food is that kids can have. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, just basically go through and just take a minute to say, I acknowledge that you're here with children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and these are the things that I think might help you. Yeah. And if you need anything, you can ask me. Yeah. Um, and also, I think the final, final, final one, and we said this on uh, actually on Twitter and on Facebook uh, over Thanksgiving, but let's really try and remember this, that, like, as you go into the holiday season, really try and think that anything somebody says to you about parenting or your kids really is coming from a good place. Yes. That when somebody says you're doing a good job, just accept it and that they mean it. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. And when things get tough, go to the bathroom. Welcome to Oh No, Ross and Carrie. Ross. Hi, Carrie. What do you think is creepier? Okay. You jump into a swimming pool. All of a sudden, the water goes away, and instead of water, there is the bones of your dead ancestors or Mm -hmm. our show. That's pretty tough because we visited a live exorcism. We joined the Ordo Templi Orientis where we had to worship a naked lady. Oh, and we joined that Tony Alamo cult. They were scary. Super creepy. We joined the Ethere Society. We tried penis enlargement, or at least I did. Oh boy, I tried breast enlargement. We have basically done every creepy, weird, fringe thing except for thousands more, which we will get to if you listen to our show. I'd still say the swimming pool with my ancestors' bones. Well, then I don't even know if people should listen. I guess they shouldn't. But if you want to... Two, we're at Maximum Fun, and the show's called Ono, Ross, and Carrie. Hey, you know what it's time for? This week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius. Fail time. Genius me. Wow. Oh my god. Oh my god. I saw what you did. Oh my god. I'm paying attention. Wow. You mom are a genius. Oh my god. That's fucking genius. So Simon's been into the Jungle Book recently. Ooh. Hey, yeah. we just watched that this weekend for oh, the really? first time with the oh, kid, so, with Katie Bell. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, it's good. Um, so Simon's been watching it, and the other night I went downstairs, and it was almost over. Uh-huh. Um, and I realized he he had been watching, like, in there by himself, and he'd been, like, really just messing around instead yeah. of watching the movie. So, like, I can't even remember what it was, but there was a huge mess. And I was <laughs> like, okay, this is not all right. So I paused it and said, like, Okay, we need to like fix. Yeah. We need to st- oh, he was like messing around with my computer. Ooh, like my computer was sitting on. Right. Like, it wasn't. He wasn't watching it on the computer. My computer yeah. was just sitting there, and he was like screwing around with it. So I'm like, we need. To- this is not okay. And like, let's clean this up. And blah right. blah blah. Do you want to watch the end of the movie? Yes. Okay, then you have to be like seated on your butt on the couch yeah. and watch the rest. Well, when I went to turn it back on. Something had happened. Like I had actually like stopped it, and <laughs> actually it like started at the beginning. Uh. And like the fast forward on that thing doesn't really work. Oh, no. So like he really just couldn't watch the end. Like right. that was it. Like it was there was no way for yeah. me to like get that back. And he was just I mean, the tears were instant, just like, I mean, he was just (laughs) devastated because he had been, like, totally invested, and there was literally, like, two minutes left There's a pony, Simon. (laughs) Yeah, I know, exactly. And so, and I felt bad, too, because I was kind of, like, I was kind of tough on him about, like, the cleaning up and the da-da-da, but he did a good job and, like, totally, like, was totally reasonable for him to want to watch the rest, and he was melting down. And I go, I just had this, like, light bulb where I was, like, and this is actually, this goes back to that, like, momming up thing. Yeah. talking about last week with the crawfish puppet. Right. So I just go like, do you want to talk about how the re- like how the movie ends? And he's like, what? You know? <laughs> and I'm like, so he like goes to the pond and he right. sees the pretty girl and she's singing the song. And I sang the sang song, song. And I started like acting out like the all the little parts. And I'm like, and then Baloo says like, no, Mowgli, come back. And I was like <laughs> doing the whole thing. And I just like act. And Simon was into it oh like he gosh. was instantly no more tears just watching smiling and I just acted out the whole rest of the movie and then we chatted about it and it was like all good bravo thank Teresa you. thank you that is good it was good that, I am delighted I, w- I was sitting here getting delighted watching you actually oh, yeah. that out that I'm was, great you're I'm really good I'm really good you're really good that's awesome <laughs> thanks good job all right so Katie Bell uh, does this thing that's no, really no longer cute. Not that it was ever cute, but like when you're like, oh, that, you know, what a wonderful outfit you've you know, oh, picked uh-huh. out. She's like, I know. You know oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, oh, your thing. hair looks nice. Yeah. I know. Yeah. You know. This, I know. Mm-hmm. So if I, said, <laughs> I was like, I've been saying, you can't say I know. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But I finally came up with a way to say it. I was like, this is totally maybe not the best way to do it in retrospect, <laughs> but I just said, thank you is code 
for I know. Oh, my God, you're a genius. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> so best ever. Anyway, so it's really it's, it's super quick. It's super easy. So when she says, yeah. I know, I just say, oh, what's code for I know? Thank you. I, it's such an easy yeah. thing to fix. And I, yeah, eventually, yeah. it'll just become second nature, I hope, yeah. for her to say that. Mm-hmm. Let's all get real. That is essentially what thank you is. It is. It's <sighs> polite. <laughs> I'm calling in with a genius moment. My beautiful 16-month-old daughter has just now started walking. And some of her pants are just too damn long. <laughs> and I have to fold them up at least once per hour. So I ran upstairs to my craft room, grabbed four giant safety pins, folded the cuff up inside, pinned inside. She's none the wiser that the safety pins are there, and she has perfectly hemmed pants. I remember from my goth days that safety pins will go through the wash, so I'm just going to leave them in there and keep doing it to all of her pants. Thanks. Love the show. Bye. Amazing. Thank you for that. This call. Yes. It's yes. purely for the fact that she said, I remember from my goth days yes. that safety pens can go through the wash. So good. That is the best yeah. ever. Thank you. Thank you so much for calling. <laughs> and that is genius. Ellis totally has that problem mm-hmm. where his pants do fit, but when he's like cruising, yeah. they just you know, suddenly it's they all over his down. feet. Yeah. So anyway, good job. Good job. Good job. Failures. I'm looking forward to your fail, Teresa. Mm. <laughs> You suck. I got a new computer and (laughs) I somehow downloaded like a bunch of malware onto it. Like right away. Right away. Even though like a similar thing happened to me with my last computer and this time I was like, I will not have this happen right. to me. And I'm telling you, it was so depressing that like, and then I was trying, I, I lost. The reason this is a parenting fail is because I have like a few hours a week with the babysitter yeah. and I need to use that time to work. Right. And I used, I had to spend like more than a day with yeah. the, of babysitter time, Ugh. like trying to fix my computer and couldn't figure out what, I'm like, this is just, I can't. I can't do anything. I can't. And finally, like, Jesse had to help me oh, fix my computer. And I just, whatever, it's just dumb. But, like, it made me feel like an old person. Uh, do you know what <laughs> I'm yeah, saying? I know what you and mean. it just made me feel, and it yeah. also, because, like, I needed Jesse to help me. Yeah, then you it made you me feel... just feel like a dumb like, person, too. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I do. No, it's yeah, just my very... husband had to help me fix it. And <laughs> I don't know how to I work computers. It's just all these windows opening. <laughs> uh, they won't stop opening. It's like, uh, I mean, I just, whatever. It, and I, I guess I am. I guess I am. You are you old know, and incapable. I'm old and incapable. I'm inept, Congratulations. And I don't understand and computers. They're loud and flash things. You should have just had Simon fix it. I know. Well, I'm sorry. Thank you. That that sucks. It really sucks. Now I'm afraid to use it. Anyway, go on. <laughs> okay. So we celebrated Ellis's birthday this past weekend mm-hmm. with a party. Mm-hmm. The day before, it was on a Saturday. On Friday, I'm driving to pick Kate up from school. I have Ellis in the car, and I think, I don't have a cake or anything for mm. this kid to blow out a candle mm-hmm. on. I don't have something yeah. for him to blow a candle out on. Now, I should have just gone to the grocery store and picked up a cupcake. Yeah. Right? But instead, I'm like, oh, there's that little d- bakery that's uh-huh. on the way to the school. Yeah. So I'll go by the bakery at four in the afternoon mm-hmm. when they don't have anything. And I right. go in. And I'm like, do you have, what do you have Yeah. for baby cake thing? Yeah. They had cakes. And mm-hmm. then they had this, like, small, I was like, I some small for him to blow out. Yeah. Right? Uh, this, like, four-layer, like, uh-huh. chocolate yeah. cake thing. Yeah. And I was like. All right. Like really fancy. Yeah, really fancy. It's yeah. Like, all right, I'll take it. Yeah. Right? And then as soon and I'm I'll take these two Christmas cookies. Because in case he doesn't like that, I'll give him and Katie Bell a cookie. Yeah. Right? And I get back in the car and then I'm like, the first thing that comes to my mind when I yeah. sit down in the car is, Hey, why did I just not walk out and go to the grocery store and get a cupcake? And the yeah. second thought was, why didn't I just get a whole cake? Right. Like, why didn't I just get, like, one of their whole cakes? Why did I get this weird yeah. tiny four layer cake? Yeah. 
I kind of don't think much about it. I, I'm kind of thinking this cake thing is really weird. Yeah. And then the birthday comes, and it's time for him to do something. I'm like, I'm not going to give him this cake. But everybody else is starting to go, is that all the, <laughs> is that all the cake you got? And I was like, and not like in a rude way, yeah. but I was like, holy shit, this is a birthday party, and no one's going to get cake. <laughs> like... The guests aren't. The, I got some Trader Joe cookies and stuff. Like, I have, like, cookies yeah. and stuff, like, yeah. out for kids. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm going to give him also this Christmas tree cookie, and all the kids are also going to be like, where are the where rest are of the, the Christmas cookies? tree? Like, like, yeah. It was just, like, this series of, like, I didn't. You just didn't think it through. This I didn't is think so it, unlike you. I didn't think any of it yeah. through. Yeah. So, like, basically, we all stood around <laughs> while the kids were eating, like, candy canes and, like, you know, yeah. Oreos. Yeah. And Ellis is eating this, like, delicious sugar cookie, singing happy birthday to him. And that small chocolate cake, which is just, like, too chocolate for Stefan and I to eat, is just, like, sitting in the fridge. Yeah. Mocking me. (laughs) It was just such, like, a weird thing. It was just, like, totally. I've done birthdays before. Poor second child. What's my fail, you ask? (laughs) I have a seven-month-old, a three-year-old, and we decided to buy a puppy. What the fuck is wrong with me? Thanks, guys. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I've no, been there. That's that is a yeah, bad idea. Uh, yeah. Don't, you clearly just needed something yeah. else. Yeah. Don't do it. To pee on your floor. Just don't do that. Yeah. It's too bad. Too late. Don't get a puppy. Too late. It's done. You've done it. You now have a million things who need you, and can't communicate clearly with you. Good job. Good job. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you. Teresa, yeah. Let's call them all. Great. Today we are calling Brooklyn, New York artist Jenny Williams, who's been documenting the clothing choices of her daughter and has collected these in her new book, What My Daughter Wore. Welcome, Jenny. Hello. Hello. It's so nice to have you. Uh, before, Very nice to meet you. Well, thank you. Uh, before we get into <laughs> before we get into the book, I want to ask you what we always ask our guests, which is, who lives in your house? Um, that would be me, my husband, my. 14-year-old son, my 12-year-old daughter, and I have a 22-year-old son who's a college graduate who lives on his own nearby, and we see him pretty frequently. He drops by a lot. (laughs) (laughs) To to love you or to do laundry? Which one? (laughs) You know what? I wish it was to do laundry. I only wish. I know my project is about clothes. (laughs) Yeah, that's not his priority. No? Yeah. (laughs) It's not for a a home-cooked meal either because... um, would be more likely for him to be cooking for me, I think. <laughs> well, that's nice. I'm that a very nice. good mother, but I'm not a good cook. The two do not have to go together at all, as proven nope. by Teresa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk about the book. Um, so the book is a collection of sketches that you've been making uh, of your daughter and the things that she, you know, wears. And I'd, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about uh, how you decided to start drawing and, and, and collecting these into a book. Tell us a little bit about how this got started. Okay. Um, the story of the project is that I moved to New York at 17 to go to art school, to go to Cooper Union, um, and I had my first kid pretty quickly after I graduated from college. So I've been raising kids full-time since 1992. Um and we've lived in the same loft since I had that kid, and sort yeah. of the evolution, I think, of this loft has been sort of a metaphor for the evolution of my life, which is that <laughs> when I first moved here, it started out you know, completely open, about two-thirds to the studio space to about a third living space, um, filled with mostly art supplies, um, <laughs> painting materials, easels, Th- everything just divided by, like, things. weird walls on right. wheels and, like, tapestries and no actual room. Um, <laughs> but it has it has evolved in the last 22 years into, like, a pretty standard apartment with no studio space and, you know, a couple of rooms, actual rooms, kids' rooms, a real kitchen. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. So that's that's how my life evolved. And 
I will say sort of parenthetically that I do have a studio outside of the home now, but when I started what my daughter wore, I, I didn't. Um, so in the absence of space to paint and really time to paint, I started drawing all the time. And drawing was something is something I have always done in any case, but I've drawn all three of my kids since they were born pretty much, and I have a library of sketchbooks. It predates my kids, but a lot of it is drawings of my kids. So I started, you know, I think I started what my daughter wore in a kind of like, I have to put my work out there moment, Yeah. which I recognized was an unusual instinct for myself. <laughs> so I, I acted on it before it passed. <laughs> good for you. Yeah, well, good that, job. That, yeah that's interesting. Cause we, you know, I, well, the, my mind went two places listening to you. And one yeah. was, yeah. you're drawing... You're drawing your kids. And I think about, like, photographers, yeah. like, people who uh, who are photographers, it, not like, hi, I'm a mom and I've got a camera in my pocket and I take shitty pictures of my kids, but, like, professional photographers who wind up, you know, really capturing their kids through photography, but you just hardly ever hear about people who are capturing their kids. Do you think, would you say that you actually have more pictures of them that you've actually drawn versus photographs? At least as many. Wow. At least awesome. as many. That's really yeah. cool. Do you, do, does, I have, as a side note, do your kids care at all? <laughs> are, they like, are they like, oh my God, that's so awesome? Or are they like, whatever, mom, leave me alone? <laughs> Usually they're into it. You, cool. I mean, I can do it fairly surreptitiously if I'm just drawing them. Um, for the project, for what my daughter wore, it's a little bit different. I take pictures to work from. Mm. Um, so I worked from photographs from that. But, um, yeah, so that's how it all came about. I think my kids are into it. They're proud of me. Well, it's well, of course they're proud of you. But, you know, we do talk to photographers <laughs> and we say, you know, how did you, do your kids like to be photographed? And they're like, no. <laughs> no one wants to sit double, you know, because they're professional photographers and they want them posed and they want, you know. So right. sometimes you wonder if the people closest to you are ever as impressed by <laughs> by your, special, your specialness as, you know, <laughs> as strangers are. But... I guess the other thing that you started hitting on is, you know, having a creative outlet. Like you said, you had kids. The first one came along yeah. right after college. And, yeah. And did it, besides just drawing, the, was drawing the kids, was that all you really wound up having time to do? Did you feel, did you have other creative outlets besides this? Or was this just sort of like, or did it, or did it start off feeling like this is the best I can do right now? I think it started off kind of this is the best I can do right now. I mean, I think I uh, my decision to stay home with my kids was mostly that kind of typical sort of Generation X need to overcompensate for having right. been a latchkey kid kind of thing. Right. But there was also an element of what I sort of always called my pathological lack of ambition <laughs> or just like a total like non-New Yorker lack of type A gene. You know, I think I, I, I think I'm the only mother I know who practiced attachment parenting, you know, out of complete laziness and not <laughs> <laughs> So so really to me the drawing and having the sketchbook with me all the time was all that I really felt like I could do most of the time. So that's why I said when I felt the sort of motivation stirring to do something a little bit more ambitious with this project, but my daughter wore, I definitely acted on it. And we know I'm proud of myself for having continued because yeah. the first year of the blog, I think there were probably two people who looked at it on a regular basis. <laughs> um, but I kept going with it. And I think it is important. I think it's definitely, I mean, I hate, I don't like giving advice. It's not one-on-one -on -one advice, but I would say in general, if you're an artist, it's very important if you have, you know, whether it's your day job or your family, that you keep making art, that you find some way to do it. Well, did you find, oh, you know, no, that's 100% true, because it's like a skill like anything else. You've got to keep working and developing it, as well as it being, I think, an emotional outlet uh, for you. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, if it's central to your identity, yeah. you, you need it. Yeah. Um, you know, and I never, and all of those years that I was staying home with my kids, I never stopped identifying myself as an artist to myself and to them. If anyone had asked them, what does your mom do? They would say she's an artist. Well, um, and that was important. So, you know, as an artist going, I mean, everybody kind of goes through like, I think the motherhood, you know, early years where it's just a total identity shift. Um, yeah. And you got to kind of put yourself back together a little bit. 
Um, how much did, how much of a struggle was there between trying to stay the unmother artist <laughs> versus mm-hmm. versus you know allowing motherhood to become part of the identity? Did it ever become part of the identity? Did did it become part of the catalyst for sort of where you went as an artist? Did motherhood become yeah. part of where I went as an artist? Yeah. I mean, clearly with this project, yeah. it did. And absolutely. I mean, before I had kids, I was, it was, my, my work was so solipsistic. I was literally painting my hand for like a year. You know, <laughs> my left hand was all that I painted. <laughs> so, so, yes, yes. Um, you know, in a way, using them as my muses for this project was just kind of using, the inspiration that was at hand. Um, but they are definitely inspiring and interesting. Well, I think it's, there's something about, you know, when we become parents, a lot of times when we talk about being creative, we only focus on how we can be creative for our kids. How can we, you know, make art with them or get them thinking creatively or get them into art? Raise them in an environment that, like, helps them. It's, like, all about them. Like, somehow our creativity can somehow be tied. And I I will say, in looking at the sketches in the book, it's really strange. Even though they are drawings of your uh, daughter and her friends and your sons, it just feels like it has almost nothing to do with them on some level. It definitely feels that it's driven by, you know, sort of you a- as an artist versus versus as like a mom. Like there, it's, there's not necessarily a, you know, like I, I'll go back to photography. Sometimes you can see a picture that a photographer has taken of like their child. And you're like, that is so precious. And you can just see the like sort of right. like, this this strange connection to it that, again, the focus only seems to be the child. And when I look at the pictures, I get a really strong sense of you versus right. just your kids. You know, I, I don't know. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? Like, I mean, this it seems yeah. very much about you, which is wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I chose, you know, the blog is boys, girls, from toddler to, you know, yeah. older teenagers. And I chose to focus, I think with the book on girls in this kind of tween to early teen age years, um, because that was for me, I mean, for me in my experience was a very sort of fraught and heavy time and clothes actually had a lot to do with how identify, I identified myself when I was in middle school, um, you know, I dress, I was obsessed with the Victorian era and I dressed like a Victorian orphan when everyone else was wearing sesame jeans. I love <laughs> and that. Feathered hair. I had like corkscrew ringlets and I was really obsessed with living in a garret like Sarah Crew, you know, from a little princess. Awesome. And, and uh, yeah, so this is part of my identity and, and I feel it. And I think with the book that that was definitely, you know, my experiences and what I had gone through as a girl that age. And definitely informed the way that I was thinking about the drawings that I was making of these girls in the book. Um, well, have you, is there, is there any sort of takeaway for you that you've discovered after spending so much time sort of studying this age again? Like, is there like anything where you're like, you know what? It doesn't really matter the year. They're all the same. You know, it doesn't matter the generation. It doesn't matter what's going on in the world. You know, girls are that always... Is- so heartbreakingly and wonderfully true. I mean, it really, it's amazing. I went to an eighth grade um, public speaking thing at my son's school last year, and these 12 and 13-year-old girls were reading um, essays that they had written. And there were 10 kids, maybe six of them were girls. Half the girls were talking about the same exact sort of body image issues and how they felt about themselves that I was going through, that I'm sure my mom went through. So a lot of stuff doesn't change. I mean, I think the social media and the texting yeah. is the new twist for this generation. Yeah, but it's, I mean, I, I guess you're, like, you're right. I think there's something heartbreaking and yet comforting in the fact that it all stays a little bit the same for, for these kids. It's just it's just how it comes yeah. out in their clothing, I guess, a little bit. You know, how we yeah. how we present ourselves. And I do, yeah, and I think of the book a little bit, yeah, as sort of a um, a time capsule of what kids are wearing right now. Yeah. 
No, it's it's really it's a beautiful book. The illustrations are gorgeous. They're the sort of energy of the kids really come across in 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 the drawings. I don't, I don't know. I, there's something very poignant. We talk about babies and toddlers a lot about on the show, but there's something really nice about sort of reminding myself that this is where my my kids are going. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's really nice. And it's it's a very grounded and very centered feeling. It's, it's a lovely book. So thank you so much for coming on the show, Jenny. Thank you. We're going to link thank everybody up to much. the blog, uh, What My Daughter Wore, and the book comes out. It's next week. It comes out tomorrow. Tomorrow. Good. Yes. yes. Excellent. Yeah. And I just, I want to thank you guys for having me on to talk about being an, a mother and an artist and not a mother and a hipster, which is what <laughs> most people who want to talk to me about this project talk about. What? That's so strange. Yeah, is it, is it like, just oh, you hipster from... mom with your hipster kids in their hipster clothes. Yeah, oh, that is a shame. So yeah. thank you. I really appreciate it. No, that's a shame. Well, yeah. let's just take a moment. I want to take a moment about that. That's not yeah. very, that's not cool because yeah. you know what? We already have a hard enough time being identified as moms sometimes, Yeah, you know, and like, it's a beautiful book and however we express our artistic side or we want to share, you know, our parenting styles or our lifestyles or our kids styles. Ah, it's fine. You know what I mean? Like it's good. These are these look like kids. You know? Thank and, you. And good job. Thank and you. Good job with your kids. And, and good also, job what doing the your... fuck does hipster even mean and, anymore? It doesn't I know, mean anything. Exactly. It doesn't mean anything. We could never we could never talk to it's somebody like the about the most ironic project you could ever see. It's yeah, like it really is. Sincere, I think. Yeah. No, it's yeah. it really is lovely. Um we Thank encourage you. everybody to go out there uh, and buy this hipster book. <laughs> Um, and thank you so much. So you're, you're doing a really great job, Jenny. And and good job just staying true to, you know, your art and, and your passion. So good job. Thank you so much. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Cameron Esposito, and each week I'm joined by my fellow podcasters, Rhea Butcher. That's me. And Ricky Carmona. I am Ricky Carmona. We talk about action and sci-fi movies on a little show called Wham Bam Pow. You can find it on MaximumFun.org. It's amazing. Super fun. True that. Reviews, news, and stuff you can use. It's a really beautiful book. Cool. And I forget how sullen my child's going to be one I day. Know. <laughs> and I'm know. like, what shirt with a cat with headphones on is she going to be wearing when she's 16? Yeah. Like, what ironic shirt? You know, because a lot of the pictures, it's so funny. A lot of the drawings, uh, her kids are in, sh- like, vintage shirts yeah. from things that were popular when, like, we were kids. Mm-hmm. And so you do think, like, is that just going to stand the test of time? Or, like, mm-hmm. what will... Yeah. Katie Bell be wearing that's yeah. like super ironic. Or will she be like a total weirdo? Like she be a Victorian? Who yeah, wearing, like who's obsessed with Victorian clothing? <laughs> as soon as I heard her say that, I was like, I love this person. Yeah, this right. Person is amazing. <laughs> this is a special person. I need to go buy her book right uh, now. I know. I just, I just <laughs> love teenage <laughs> angst so much, and how it can come out in our uh, our attire. It's just like a whole new world. Of things that uh, we get to bask in the glory of. Yeah. Um, good. Good times are coming. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, speaking of good times are coming, let's listen to somebody have a breakdown. This week, I've I've pulled a call that's actually not from a mom having a breakdown. What? But I thought might be relatable to everyone. Ooh. Ooh. Hi, ladies. Um, I just wanted to tell you guys that I love your show so much. I don't have children yet, but I really want to have them soon. Um, And you guys have opened my eyes to so many things that I did not know were even possible or existed with children, Um, which really just makes me want to have them more. But anyways, (laughs) I know I don't have children, but I would really like to give you guys a rant right now. So my boyfriend's father is visiting for the second time this year, 
and it's only freaking May. And he was here for two months at the beginning of the year. He got here in December, and he didn't leave until fucking Valentine's Day. I am so incredibly frustrated in having him around because not only does he need to get up at 4.30 in the fucking morning every goddamn day, but then he decides that we should be eating dinner at 4 o'clock. And why am I not home for my job, which supports his son and I, to cook dinner at 4 o'clock? And... I get off at 5, so, well, then I should be home and dinner should be on the table by 5.30 at the fucking latest. You know what, old man? Go fucking screw yourself. We don't eat dinner until 8 o'clock in our house because guess what? We have lives and we want to do things after we get off work in the day. And I'm just, I'm incredibly frustrated and we get to go to a family reunion with him this weekend. And, you know, when he told my boyfriend about it, he said, point blank, don't worry, your cousins will be there. Well, guess what? None of the cousins are coming. So basically, it's a bunch of old people and my boyfriend and I. And to top it all off, I thought we were getting our own room. But then I find out yesterday, no, no, we're not getting our own room. He didn't book that for us. So instead of having our own room, we have to share it with my fucking basically father-in-law i can't do this i don't want to do this i am just done and you know it sucks because my boyfriend's the one he's it he's the one that you know he's gonna be there forever and i'm just so tired of it because i can't stand his father <laughs> so hopefully he leaves soon it's beginning to look a lot <laughs> like Christmas. Oh, I just, mm-hmm. one, Yeah, I do feel like we need to let sometimes, uh, we have a lot of listeners mm-hmm. who are not, in fact, parents, mm-hmm. uh, and they are entitled to some ranting. Yep. And I felt this sort of tide, and a lot of us, a lot of people, sorry, let me change that, a lot of people with children may have interesting dynamics with their in-laws. Yep. And since these people don't have children yet, it seemed a lot less threatening to be screaming about future Mm in-laws. So it's a good time to do it. I think so. So good time to be ranting about this. Good time to sort this shit out. This is a good time to sort this out. That's right. And I think it's I'm hoping that we have listeners who are remembering back to when it was this hard mm-hmm. and that they are like now four, five, six, ten years down the road and things have started to balance out. Mm-hmm. But you know what? You're doing a good job. I think also you are doing a good job. And I think also there is I think there's a transition that a lot of families go through yep. between the generations where um, sometimes the older generation doesn't realize that the younger generation aren't children anymore. Right. And that the older generation actually can't, like, make the rules anymore. Right. Like, it's actually, at a certain point, you know, our kids are old enough to take care of themselves and they have their own lives and it's up to them to invite the parents to come to visit or sort of set up the dynamic of, you know, if you're coming to visit, these are, this is the way we run our house. And I think... It you know it there's a whole spectrum of like ways that parents and children can react and deal with those situations. For some people, I think yeah. everybody's on board. You know, by the time the kid goes off to college or whatever. But I think for other people, it takes a really long time. And sometimes it really does take. Like I'm sorry to say this, but like your boyfriend is gonna need to just yeah. you know say to his dad. This this doesn't work for us. Or like, if if you're gonna come visit, you know, we'd love to see you, but we need to plan it a few months in advance. We need yeah, to know yeah. when you're coming, and we need to know how long you're gonna be here. We need to work together. You know, things like that, yeah, like no, yeah. that are totally, totally reasonable. But yes. like, they just haven't been established yet, and you're stuck in this zone yes. where it's you're you just it, everybody needs to sort of reassess and reset what the boundaries are. Right. And and you know, and it's frustrating as it is for you. Mm-hmm. And it is. It is frustrating for you. If this is the guy of your dreams, yeah. then you got to understand it's probably frustrating for him too. 
and, and it's his dad. So yeah. he and he is going to eventually have to mom up and yeah. deal with it himself. Yep. But Stefan and I both have gone through this as we've had to establish our own family. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he and I had to really work on, and it took a lot of working on, was remembering that we weren't the enemies of each other. That right. everybody wanted the best outcome. Right. And... You know, to really try and support each other through it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you're going to find this with not just in-laws or, or parents or family. You're going to find this with tough job situations mm-hmm. or uh, decisions you have to make with your kids mm-hmm. or school or whatever, where it's just like you really know that the other person needs to be moving along mm-hmm. And you don't want to yell at them to do it the whole time. you yeah. got to be supportive and sort it out together. You're a team. You're a team. I promise you're a team. Uh, hang in there. Yeah. It's gonna be. It's it, it. It's not. I don't know. I don't think it's gonna get better fast. <laughs> but it will get better if you guys work on this together. Mm-hmm. And as always, to all our listeners, that's why the number's there. You call and you leave us a rant. We. You sit in your empty car in your crazy parking lot in the middle of the night, <laughs> and you call, and I can guarantee you, I have listened to you screaming into the night. <laughs> um, Hang in there. You are doing a good job. Yes. Teresa. Yes. What what have we learned about the holidays? There that are lots of ways to escape. <laughs> yes. I think. Yes. And Whether I think that's really bathroom, I, I really think that's or it. leaving the party altogether. I think that's how we're gonna wrap that up. Look, you know what? We're all you can't get away you can't get out of it. Mm-mm. You know, you can't just be like, that's it. Fuck everybody. We're not going anywhere for Christmas. Uh, or we're not going anywhere for Hanukkah. We're not going anywhere. You know, you're just, you're, you got to do it. Mm-hmm. Especially if you have kids. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to see your children. So you're going to have to do it. Mm-hmm. Remember to really try and believe that people are being nice to you. Mm-hmm. Okay? They really are. And if they're not, just be nice back. Yep. Just suck it up. It'll be over in a little bit. It'll be over in a little bit. Uh, and really, g- go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Go to the bathroom. Yep. Go take your child somewhere to be quiet. Mm-hmm. You will survive this. Also, thanks to our guest, we are getting an amazing reminder from Jenny to, you know, not let your creative side go. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you have a passion, even if it's like, comes out in the smallest of ways allow it to still come out yes give yourself that otherwise everybody hang in there yeah you guys can do it you really you really can do it yeah you're almost done we're gonna get through this together we're gonna get through this together i expect a million hashtag i'm tweeting from the bathroom (laughs) all right that's what i want to see over the holiday week. I mean, we didn't even talk about all the kids being out of school. Right. That's its own personal nightmare. I mean joy. So everybody, hang in there. You're all doing great. Teresa? Yes? You are doing a really good job. Thank you. So are you, Biz. Thank you. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlos, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you are listening. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.